Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Holy Ship podcast. Uh, Welcome to another episode in our dating series. Today, we have the special guests from The Rooted Life, which is a Christian lifestyle brand that helps people build their lives on faith first. It's led by best friends, Dorian and Morgan. The Rooted Life is grounded in transparency and truth to help make the walk with God more approachable and relatable for everyday life. Through the podcast, devotionals, and their social media influence, they help others go deeper and flourish in their faith and relationships. So without further ado, welcome Dorian and Morgan to our podcast. Hey, y'all. Hey, <laughs> excited to be here. Great. Well, we are so excited for this conversation. How about to get started? Would you all like to tell us a little bit more about yourself, who both of you are, why you started a podcast? Yeah, um, I'm happy to kick us off. So I'm Dorian and uh, Morgan is my best friend on here. And uh, we have been friends for, you know, we used to do this so much, we would always say like 10. But now, I guess we've been doing it like two or three more years. So now it's like 1213, which is weird. But uh, we've been friends for a very long time. And so we've seen each other through a lot of different seasons of life. Um, One of those seasons being when we um, both were in D.C. at the same time. Morgan was already here. I moved up here in 2018. And in that time, we were both just kind of going through natural life stuff, like ending relationships and trying to figure out what was next with work, Um, trying to figure out who we are really in our like later 20s. And um, that was when we kind of just like reignited, I would say, our faith. We've both grown up in the church, um, but didn't necessarily know what it looked like to actually walk with God every day, to actually consult him and talk to him and like have a relationship with him and then not just do all the religious things. And so from there, we realized that if we were kind of struggling and um, we're wondering how to relate the things that we were reading or hearing in church to our everyday life. Like, how do we actually live this out? How do you live all these different principles out um, in a world that doesn't necessarily value the same things that you're trying to value as a believer? And so it started off with us, like at community groups at our church, we would just be rapping back and forth, like, oh, and I learned this, and then this is cool, and this connects to that. And then people would overhear us and be like, oh, this sounds so interesting. They would be really interested in what we had to say. And so from there, it led to this desire to start a podcast, which we did in the summer of 2019, um, which we didn't really know. I don't even think what we were getting ourselves into at the beginning. It was just kind of like, yeah, let's just do this thing. And we did it. We did our first season. And then that evolved into actually building a brand together and has turned into us selling merchandise and getting to travel to speak to other groups and getting devotionals on the Bible app and all kinds of things. So it's been a really beautiful journey. And I I love personally that we we have continued to grow in the midst of being able to share our stories and help other people grow. So, um, you know, every time we think we're doing something for other people, it's really for us. And I think that's just a testament to how sweet God is and how he uses um, us to be able to use this platform um, to bless us and then to bless others as well. Yeah. Well, Mo, do you want to talk about like who we are as people? I guess like what we do. (laughs) 
Uh, we're both from Atlanta. Dorian said we've been friends for 10 years, but I don't want people to think that we've been like, we started being friends in our late 20s. We were friends when we were mm. 18 and 17. So we've mm-hmm. seen all, we've gone through all of, we've gone through a decade of life. It's kind of crazy. We went through our whole 20s. We also had a long distance friendship. Mm-hmm. I know you all can relate to that. Uh, we've both been in DC for a while and I don't know. We love tacos. We love dancing to music. We love mm-hmm. traveling. We love living the luxurious life. We love buying yes. clothes and online shopping when we should be saving. I don't know what else. We love being yes. outside the pool and tanning. We love looking golden in the summer. Yes. We love Jesus. We love our friends. We love being things. outside when the weather is nice. I'm a little bit more into outside in nature than Dorian, but she does what yes. she can. She tries more. to do what she can. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of us. We just really like to have a good time, honestly. Yeah. Um, and be light no matter where we're at. That's a little bit about yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I think the balance is helpful because it's like sometimes, you know, you have like a Christian podcast and it's like, oh, these girls about to be. Nah. But I think yeah. hearing the like, you know, hearing the other side mm-hmm. is like, OK, these are like fun, relatable people. So just yeah, wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that so much, especially how evident God's been working through your friendship and how he's using mm-hmm. your friendship just helps so many other people. Um, yeah. That's just so incredible. And I'm yeah. like so honored that you guys are on our podcast and we get oh. to hear from you uh-huh. and talk with you. And like, you know, I'm hoping that in a decade, Emma and I can say we've been friends for that uh, long. So I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah. So today we're talking about dating. We're in our dating season. And we're just like, mm-hmm. you know, we want to talk about Dating. Like all things relationships. Yeah. All things dating. <laughs> like how dating. does like faith fit into that? How does faith or sorry, dating and friendships like play in together? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering if you guys could start by like maybe just sharing kind of like your experience with dating. Like, are you guys in a relationship right now? Were you in like long-term relationships? What what's been your experience with dating? First thing I think of is just like tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I just <laughs> just boo. Get off the stage. It's <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind. You shouldn't be here. Why are you on stage? Go yes, home. Sandman. Tomatoes is just the automatic response. Uh, experience with dating is poor. I don't know how else to grade myself. I would get an F. And that's probably generous. Um, and, and you know what's interesting is I feel like in my younger days, I was like, man, men are just trash. And I was like, actually, I'm trash. <laughs> and not like in a self-deprecating way. There's just a lot of things I needed to work on. It was easier to blame everybody else for the kind of men that I was attracting. And I'm a strong mm. believer in a lot of ways. I think God graces you sometimes that he lets you get, he blesses you with things that you are like, man, I have done nothing to receive that. That's like a, an act of his grace. And I think a lot of times though, that we end up attracting the kind of people, um, who exemplify some of our biggest issues. And you know, it's easy to be like, well, this person was, was non-committal. And it's like, well, are you afraid to commit men? Like, I'm always dating emotionally unavailable men. It's like, well, are you really in a place to be emotionally available? I think the reasons why my dating experience have been so poor is because there's just so much in my childhood and my life experiences that I had yet to really work through and recognize my role. And I think I spent a lot of my dating years pointing the finger at everybody else without recognizing that I was a part of situationships or relationships that were just dysfunctional because I had a lot of dysfunction I needed to work through. Um, And so that's probably why my dating experience is poor because I have, my pattern has been to date people who are non-committal and not emotionally available because I am afraid of commitment and I'm working on not being afraid of like trusting that someone can be kind and loving and Christ-filled outside of Dorian because she's kind of like the best human I know. Um, so that's why my experience has been poor is like, there's just things I need to work on. And that's why therapy is so great. If this was like a commercial, mm, be like, causing, yes. smiling, <laughs> like, go to therapy, find a good, good therapist. But I think that's part of, for me, what was really healing in therapy is just recognizing my own, 
um, trauma and things I need to work through and then working to create healthier relationships overall, not necessarily dating, but how can I be a healthy person myself and be the kind of person I would want to date, be the kind of friend I would want to be, be the kind of employee and colleague and have mm-hmm. that mindset um, and do less finger pointing and more like self-examination with the Holy Spirit and therapist. Mm-hmm. So good. So honest, Mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my experience has been poor, but for a different reason. So um, I feel like more recently, so I started dating last year. I hadn't dated in a while. Started back dating last year. There were some like decent things and then like sidebar. But when you start dating, then you realize all these things that you didn't really know when you're like outside looking in, like, I want to date, I want to date. Then you start dating and you're like, oh shoot, that causes these insecurities to come up. And like, I haven't even had to think about or work on this thing because I haven't actually like been in proximity with a person romantically to work on this thing. So like a whole nother slew of issues come when you actually start dating. But I would say prior to that, for me, my issue was a little bit more about um, validation and needing to be with someone. Like the commitment piece, I would, I love commitment. Like I'm a pretty loyal person. So I'm always ready to jump into something. I think for me, it was the need to be validated or um, thinking that that other person was going to fill all the voids in my life instead of my relationship with Christ. And so my pattern had been being with people and then just being like so attached, so needy, feeling like they needed to be the end all be all. And then also just suffering through all kinds of things that just were not healthy because I so badly wanted to be with someone who validated me feeling worthy of someone else's love. Um, so that played out several times, just the same little violence story over and over um, with me just, you know, choosing people that, you know, didn't really like treat me and honor me the way that I should have been. Um, but they were there and, you know, they gave me time and they, they showed up, they were a person and it allowed me to not be alone. And so I had to spend a lot of time kind of exploring why I needed that. Um, and then just spend a lot of time, like actually going deep enough in my faith to be loved by God. Like my, my faith had always been so surface where it's like, I knew him, but I didn't actually feel cherished and loved by him in the way that he wants us to feel. And I think when I started to actually feel that in my relationship with God, then I didn't need to go looking for it in a man. And so that was kind of like the shift. Um, and I feel like it has been a much more healthy experience as of late. Um, And I think part of that, which I know may get into like one of our questions later, but the criteria changes, like what you're looking for, I think changes when you are desiring to be in a relationship um, that thrives and that is Christ-centered and um, one that is like honorable in that way. So what you're looking for changes as you begin to heal and change what you desire then also begins Mm -hmm. to change. Very true. I'm curious, I feel like you both kind of had for you, Morgan, you know, you talked about you started realizing these things about yourself. And that's kind of like why you were going for certain guys. When you guys kind of like realized this like shift or like why you were going for certain types of relationships. One, like what did you do to like work on that? But then has you had relationships after that, that like have looked different or no? I think there's a temptation. I think there's always a temptation. Anytime there is sin, I mean, like we're sinning all the time, honestly. So the Holy Spirit could literally be like rebuking us every single moment of every day because we're human. But I think the fact that he chooses and picks which things like convict you and that you're in that you have the awareness of, I think is a gift. So for me, it's like, 
it, there's a temptation to be like get into this like train of thought of like oh my god I'm such a horrible person I'll never have anybody and I like for me it's like I my brain will go there so it's like wait wait we're not gonna go into this like self-deprecating like like snowball of like I'm a horrible person it's like let's go back okay there's an issue here like for me it's journaling so I journal pretty much every morning I'm like all right god I see this issue I really don't like this about myself um help me to work on it one but also kind of during seeing like recognizing that you still love me like you knew this about me before I knew this about me before I was born you knew this was going to be an issue and yet you choose to pursue me with everlasting unconditional love so it's like mm. recognizing my sinful nature and like the brokenness in my heart that we all have but coupling it with God's grace and never letting those two separate like always letting those two be intertwined of like yes I'm broken but I have access to wholeness 24 7 I have yeah. access to joy and peace and so for me it's like doing that or it's like so that's a piece of it but also for me, I've been, um, I teach yoga and one of the things I tell them is like, be a gentle observer of your life in a way that it's like, so why do you do that? And not in a way that's like judgmental, like you shouldn't do this, mm -hmm. like, Critical, okay, so yeah. why do you do that? Okay, because I wanna feel loved. Okay, why do you wanna feel loved? Because I didn't feel loved growing up. Okay, why didn't you feel loved? Well, I wasn't really there the way I needed it. Why? Like, and but being a very gentle observer of your, almost like a third party, like, let me kind of step back mm. and observe. And it's like, okay, have I seen this in any other area of my life? Well, also at work, I try to do this. Oh, and, and starting to like piece it together. And once I started getting the patterns, I'm like, God, like give me greater awareness of myself in this area. And I think even the last thing I share is when I'm studying the Bible, one thing I've been praying about is like, God, not only do I desire you to show me more of you, but as I read your word and spend time, like show me more of me. Like help me have greater, better awareness of who I am. Cause I need you to see me clearly. Like mm. you see me clearly, but I need you to help me see me, me clearly. It's not as I'm reading the word. I'm only trying to understand him, but I'm like, help me see me in these stories. Help me see the ways that you're healing and moving. So I think to kind of summarize it, it's like for me, journaling, being a gentle observer. And when I'm spending time with God, like asking him to show me who I am, um, but always re recognizing I have access to grace and love and mercy throughout that whole process. Mm. Have I gotten better, TBD, Lydia? Okay. <laughs> TBD, baby. TBD. We'll you got it. We'll see at the end of the story. <laughs> Next sure. time on the Root and <laughs> Stay tuned for Morgan's dating excursions. <laughs> Part 38. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so, so good. I think the two things that came to mind for me, the first one, like, super practical, but when we first started like realizing like okay we're kind of trash at relationships like even our own like took some work on even our own friendship but i think once we realized that something that was really practical we started looking at resources of other people who had context who had like even expertise in relationships in healthy marriages in healthy christ-centered marriages like right. we read a book together we did you know morgan led a book club this amazing book called the sacred search that is Christ focused about relationships, but it doesn't just focus on Christ. It's actually very holistic in the approach to um, how to look for a partner and like, what should you actually be looking for? What type of compatibility? Like, what are some good red flags to think about? How do you balance your emotional connection to someone with like, the reality of actually pursuing a partner that it'll be a lasting relationship. So there were so many things that I think you just won't get taught. Like you're not, and if you leave it up to your own experience, you just are gonna fail. Like just, just call a spade a spade. So there's so many different books and things. We would listen to different podcasts, watch different, um, our pastor, um, Pastor Ben Stewart has the single dating engaged married book. So like there are so many different resources that I think are actually helpful for believers if you want to grow in that way. Um, I think it's like, do you have the desire? Because 
the desires was going to lead you to actually like take the steps to look at something different. And I'll say like the second piece I think that's been helpful for me is just being honest with my community. I know mm-hmm. when I am sure. when I am like not necessarily living the way that I know I should be living, I get into hiding. And so I think what has been helpful for me is having a circle of women around me and even close male friends who love Jesus to be able to be like, okay, this this is happening. What do y'all think about this? Instead of trying to live a life by yourself. And like, Mm -hmm. especially when you mess up, like temptation is real. Sexual sin is real. If you make a mistake to be able to have people that you can confess to and who are not going to shame you because the enemy wants nothing more for you to like sit in your shame and to think you Mm -hmm. can't come out of it, to think you can't share it with other people. And so the more he keeps you isolated, the more you stay bound in chains. So I think having the right community around you has has around anyone has also been something that has been really helpful for me as a big change from how I dated before to how I date now. Um, And I'm like newly in a relationship and I feel like it has gone a lot better than things in the past. Um, I think like the questions that I've asked and the things that I've wanted to know about him, about what he thinks, about his past, like all of those things have been just a lot more, I guess, direct in some way, because it's just like, I'm 30 now, so I don't really have time to be dancing, but um, yeah, it's it's been helpful to have ha- have taken those steps beforehand um, to be at a place to be able to see like kind of the fruit now. Yeah. Well, and on that note, mm-hmm. did you go in with a new like criteria of things looking for a guy or do you have like a new list of questions or priorities Mm -hmm. that you didn't have before? Yeah. Morgan and I talk about, um, I don't know what some episode we did. We talk about like weak criteria versus wise criteria. Okay. And I think like beforehand I had some criteria. It just might've been weak. Like (laughs) I want him to be this tall and I want him to look like this. And I want him to do this type of work and like just things that are not necessarily helpful to a lasting relationship. Um, Mm. They'll be great, like in the temporary. But like, is this something that's actually going to help y'all flourish if you see yourselves becoming a couple for the kingdom? Um, And I think now thinking about that, like wise criteria, first off, I would never ask anybody about their faith to start. Like (laughs) that was kind of number one. It wasn't really even on the list. Like it was just it was a lot more um, rooted in just like, how do we feel together? We're having a great time. This is awesome. And like faith would kind of be just like, not something that I felt like I needed to like question or really like ask about. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like that for starters, and this is like going back to when I started dating like last year, um, but that being like a a central um, thing that I wanted to focus on in the person that I like. But then even you know, outside of faith, I think too, what was funny last year when I started dating, I realized that faith is super important. That's like a period statement. And also like actually liking the person. So it's like, I was coming across men that it was like, oh, loves Jesus down. Like we love that. But then it's like, but we don't actually enjoy life in the same way. Like Morgan and I's friendship thrives because we love Jesus and we both love tacos and working out and traveling and all these other things that you do. Like, you're not going to just sit with someone and just be reading the Bible 24 seven. So like, what else are you going to be doing? How else are you going to spend your time? So I think actually focusing on like, do we see life the same way? Do we both enjoy some of the same things? Does it feel natural or does it feel forced? Um, And so that is just like, those are the two things that I would say really kind of like stuck out um, 
as far as like thinking about where I am now. Mm. That's really interesting. So when do you bring up like the topic of faith? If that's not like a first thing. I actually like, I, I'm not in, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Cause this is like a newer perspective to me. Mm-hmm. Now, just looking back on my dating experience, I don't think I ever like brought up faith within a first or second date even, mm. but granted, I also was dating within Christian ish mm. circles, like okay. not a part of the same church, but mm-hmm. like was a friend of a friend somehow I don't know if I like assumed it, but I think it is a good point because like, you know, you're a Christian based off of the fruits you bear and also like how you live your life. So that would be a good indicator if mm-hmm. it's just naturally a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am curious as to when you have that conversation. Well, yeah. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> Go ahead. Come across too. I think it could be weird. Like, so tell me everything you think about God. I think yeah. maybe, like, there are, I have been men I have been interested in. Part of it is like, tell me how you like to spend your time. Like, mm, how do you spend your mm-hmm. Sundays? How do you spend your evenings? What does your community look like? And I feel like if it can be awkward to like to flat out say it, I'm observing how you spend your time and I'm observing the values that you are like mm. inherently communicating. Correct. And, like how you spend your time is reflective of your value system and, yeah. and like your perspective on life. And so I'm looking at how, like, are you, do you serve in the community? Like, do you give back? Are you like thinking about your neighbors, like, do we have an aligned value system? Because there's plenty of people who believe the same thing, but mm-hmm. don't actually live it out. So you could say you're Christian all day, but kind of what you're saying, like, does your life bear fruit? Does your yeah. life bear witness to the kingdom, to the mm-hmm. to, to Christ? And so I think part of it is like, how are they spending their time and their values? And like, is Christ actually a part of their daily life? Like, are they, because Dorian kind of say it like, said it, we grew up in church, but like, he wasn't really a part of my everyday life, like my mm-hmm. decision making process and like, mm-hmm he just wasn't a part of it in a very like tangible everyday way. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately he's not. And so I think that people Mm -hmm. can say they're Christian, but really in some ways only time can really tell honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think too, like, does it, I'm always interested to see, does it come up naturally? And this is, I know we're talking about dating, but I think just with people, um, does it come up naturally in conversation? Like there are going to be, if you were to spend a whole day with me and I didn't say anything about God, that would be like unusual, you know, mm-hmm. because he's just that much a part of my life. And so I, I'm also just curious to see, like, if you are making a new friend or, you know, have an interest in a person dating, like just what comes up in conversation naturally? Like, I think we'll tell you a lot about what they believe, what they think, um, and if God is important to them in any capacity. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think it also takes a lot of like stigma away from like Christian dating mm. <laughs> and um, pressure off as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like that approach. Sorry, Lydia, you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just wondering, are either of you on hinge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I met the guy that I'm dating. Yeah. On. Yeah. She, okay. She's dating someone, Lydia. Do you <laughs> oh, not get yeah. that? I, I caught that, hinge. but like, okay, <laughs> I'm on hinge. So, and we're, yeah, hinge. we were both on hinge for yeah. I mean, at least it's been a year now since last time. So on there, there's like the Christian, like, or you can like Mm -hmm. see like what religion they are, but then there's like the prompt of like, how do you spend your Sundays? And like, that's Mm -hmm. always the one I look for because lots of people say they're like Christian, but then it's like, how do you spend their Sundays? They're like bottomless mosas. And then I go doing this (laughs) and then I like bar hop and I, it's like, you can totally like drink alcohol. Like that's not the point, but it's like, I want to see like, are you going to church on Sunday? Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I weed them out. Like 
even more so than just like seeing if they're Christian or not. But no, that's a good point, because I think that everybody just Christian is almost like saying American, almost yeah. like it, mm-hmm. here it is. That's in America, what I was going to say. Like, it truly is. It's like, oh, yeah, Christian. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. So, yeah, I think it, it really just comes down to like, how does a person walk their life like that's going to tell you I think everything that you need to know outside of any kind of labels um but how they walk every day I think is going to tell you everything you need so good can I go back to the criteria question for a second I was thinking Uh, please um, I don't have a criteria I have desires I have made known to the father Mm -hmm. (laughs) but in terms of like how my criteria actually when I was in ninth grade my best friend I made a list of like our top 13 qualities of of boyfriend they were like he has to wear like a size 13 shoe it's like what is that about what are you even where'd you get this data from you're a dummy i'm kidding i wasn't i just was naive but there was like all these things like he has to wear jerseys and he has to have braids like all these and we laugh about it but i think some of our criteria are just as just as superficial as that Mm -hmm. and so the criteria that i have for dating is the same criteria i have for anybody who's close to me in my life like i'm looking at character I'm looking at integrity. I'm looking at value systems. Like I have a criteria of who can be in my inner circle. There's people who can Correct. be in my life and maybe they call me friend and maybe I might check up on them. But like, have you met the criteria to add value? And one thing mm-hmm. I've been thinking mm-hmm. a lot about, like, do you add value to my life? And mm-hmm. am I able to add value to your life? Like, are you in a place to receive the value that I'd like to add to your life? And that's mm-hmm. a new criteria that I feel like I've added in the last couple of months. So I have a list of desires I made known to God that is pretty much all character based and a little bit of like I like somebody who you know wants to be adventurous and want to try wants to try new things I don't think I would pair well with somebody who's like I don't really like new things I'm like I live I'm an Enneagram seven like I thrive off of new experiences and I just don't know if I'd be compatible so I think part of it is like there's different different things that we're kind of talking about here there's like Mm -hmm. criteria of like my if he has to have that which I don't know is very helpful there's like I have some non-negotiables that may be more related to character and integrity mm-hmm. and then there's also just like compatibility so I think there's all these different things that kind of get pushed into this one word where I think it's really more complex so like I have desires that I'm open if God wants to send me somebody who is outside of my dream man I'm open to receiving him but I also mm-hmm. have made known like God this is what I desire but at the end I know you know me more than I know me so I don't want to like close my hand to somebody who really could be really great for me just because he doesn't fit one of these things that I thought that I had to have. Mm-hmm. That's, That's such an interesting thing you brought up, the uh, non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you all think of going into dating with a list of criteria or without, um, or like, so I'm just thinking back on my experience. Like I would say probably two years ago, I didn't have a single criteria. I didn't have a single non-negotiable. And when I met my boyfriend, he had a list of Mm. like non-negotiables, which I just, I was like, this is awful. Like how, how could you like, like you're going to tell me this. And if I don't meet these things, like it's over, like what? Mm. But it's actually taught me how important it is to have non-negotiables or criteria because you go through your life and there's a lot more difficult decisions that have to be made mm-hmm. like where do you stand um but I, again i didn't have any of that so do you think that it's important to like go into relationships with a set of like strong criterias or desires or negotiables or should you be more like open and kind of like make them up as you go 
I mean, I, th- I really think it's both and like, I don't think that there has to be an either or here. I, I think right. that we need, I think that if you see yourself in a relationship that flourishes and, and like Morgan said, that adds value to your life and one in which you can add value to, there are just certain places that there are certain areas where you just wouldn't be able to add value to someone else's life or vice versa. Like, and I I think about it too, similar to like, if you were looking for a new job, well, I know the industry that I work in, I know my worth like salary wise. So Mm -hmm. I would have some clear non-negotiables of like, I'm not accepting a role below this, or I'm not about to go into construction. Like that's, I'm looking for something over here based off of like my skill set, my desires and what I'm looking for. And so I think it, having that like having some sort of list or an idea of what it is that you're looking for helps you not waste your time like so Mm -hmm. I think you need a little something if you desire to be led like towards something that actually makes sense for Mm -hmm. your life but I do think the both and piece is like and if you are so rigid in what it is that you are looking for then you may miss out on things that could actually bless you in a way that you didn't expect because we don't always know ourselves as well as we think we do and definitely not as good as god does so um i think like it a lot of it just takes like prayer and discernment like mm-hmm. <laughs> you meet somebody and it's like okay this is not really what i was thinking but like you kind of just have to bring it before the father or bring your friends into it like just kind of have otherwise counsel weigh in on something, but, you know, not necessarily leaving it up to just your opinion. But I do think that like, you will know yourself enough to know who you would likely connect with. So that gives you some guardrails, if you will. And then the rest of it, like sometimes you just kind of fill in the blank. Yeah. And I would just add one thing. I think kind of what we're kind of getting at in terms of like this criterion compatibility, all that is like clarity of self and clarity of your value Mm -hmm. as a person. Like the more clear you get about you, the more clear you can get a, you can get yeah. about what I'm willing to put up with. Like, so true. I'm just more clear about my value. I know mm-hmm. that I add value no matter what room I go in. I'm adding significant value. That's the point blank. And so, because I have a good understanding of my value, mm-hmm. I know what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm not. And there's certain mm-hmm. things that I would have put up with in terms of like disrespect or dishonesty. Or things that I just I didn't have a good sense of my value as a 20 like, year old woman. And so my criteria, the bar was set so low because the bar, I, the bar I set for myself was low, you know. And so I think that once you get a better sense of self, a, a better like clarity about how God has gifted you and called you, and what environments do you thrive in and flourish, mm-hmm. and I think you get a better idea. And I think also when you have healthy friendships, I'm like, if you don't treat me equally or better than Dorian treats me, Period. I don't want you. I don't. I don't want you (laughs) like if you can't make me feel as great as Dory makes me feel in terms of like feeling like a good friend and like she builds me up and supportive like I think when you have healthy community the bar gets raised automatically because like I have good community so if you can't even enter this community and add value to what God has built here in a way that is meaningful and beautiful and allows people to flourish I just don't think I can be a part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in to our part one episode with Rooted Life podcast um, about dating. If you'd like to find them, you can find them on Instagram at the Rooted Life podcast. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can either DM us or email us. Our Instagram is at theholyship.podcast and our email is theholyship.podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.